Happy Bruise Day Tuesday, everybody. My name is Caroline King, and you're listening to Bitch Beer. everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a really exciting episode coming up with two former guests of the podcast, now friends of the podcast, Mark and Jimmy from the Happy Hour Guys. Uh, We got to talk to them last year, um, and that was about their Broadway six-pack that they were creating, um, the Broadway Brews Project, and they have now continued on with this project and made it really incredible with a new collab beer that is called Curtain Up Beer, and this beer is really incredible because it... The proceeds are going to go towards the Actors Fund, and the Actors Fund is very, very imperative right now for helping out-of-work actors and performers, and you know, uh, Mark and Jimmy will go more into it when we get into the interview, but a little background about me. I don't know if a lot of you know this, but my background is in musical theater and theater and performance and film and television, so... This project is especially close to my heart, and I'm really excited to be able to mesh two worlds of mine that are so important to me. I've been acting since I was 14 years old when I started at the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, or NOCA, as a lot of people call it down there. And it's just been such a huge part of my life. And to be able to combine uh, performance and also uh, craft beer in a way that's going to benefit out-of-work actors and performers is really, really important to me. So I'm very, very, very excited to have these guys back on and talk about their new project and what they got started and everything wonderful that's going on with that. So uh, have a listen, and I hope you enjoy it. Cheers. I am so excited. I have two previous guests of Bitch Beer Podcast back joining us with a brand new project. We've got James and Mark from the Happy Hour Guys. That Welcome back, hey. y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for having us back. It's great to be here. Yeah, you guys. I've like the first time that we chatted, it was so cool talking about the Broadway Brews project and everything going on with that. Um, so What's uh, what's kind of the lowdown of what we're going to talk about today? What do we have coming up with y'all? Well, it's actually the the finale of the Broadway Brews project. It's the okay. final beer in the Broadway six pack. The wow. sixth beer. Yeah. So we did five after we talked to you. I think we talked to you. What beer were we on when we chatted with you? I can't remember. It was the music of the night, the black lager from Hardywood. Um, Correct. And then we had Ben Crawford on too from uh, Phantom of the Opera. So that was oh, that was so cool. The crawdaddy himself. He's the yes. Best. He's he's very cool. So that was beer number four. Uh, after we finished beer number four, we went on to uh, to pair up with Five Burrows Brewing out in Brooklyn, and they did the Come From Away beer. Ooh, and- that's great. Which was fantastic. I think that was one of our best series that we've ever done, Mark. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. Yeah. Great brewery, great beer, great cast. So much fun. Lots of music. I mean, like, 
impromptu jam sessions in the tasting room. It was great. Yeah. That is so cool. I am just yeah. like, oh, that really sounds fun. amazing. And what an amazing show too. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. If anybody doesn't know about Come From Away, please look it up. They are a fantastic, fantastic show. <laughs> and so then, we had we had finished beer number five, and we were just about to finish the six pack uh, when our friend COVID entered the room. And, and everything, as you know, as you well know, everything stops. I mean, yeah. Mark was on tour. Mark was on the road. Yeah. Gosh. I was in Columbus, Ohio. We, we had just gotten there. We got one performance into our week, and that was it. And we thought we thought it might just be a night at first. Then we thought it would be a weekend. Then we thought it might be two weeks. And now it's, you know, eight and a half months later, and here we are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And what show are you on tour with again? I was on tour with My Fair Lady. That's right. Okay, cool. That's awesome. My Fair Lady. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm actually one of the very, very few lucky ones that, at least as of now, has a job that in theory will be there when things start up again. That's really incredible. That's, I mean, to be able to have that opportunity because, I mean, as performers, as actors, I mean, nothing is guaranteed. So, you know, so to be able to have that, during such an uncertain time is really, really fortunate. So good, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. We, right. you know, we'll see. The longer it goes, the more uncertain things become. But, uh, but at least for now, sometime next year or the year after, <laughs> when things pick up again, in theory, we'll have somewhere to go. But and meanwhile, the rest of live performance—not just theater, but all of live performance—everything yeah. from music venues to Concerts. circuits to—I mean, yeah. you name it. It's opera, ballet, dance, it's all gone. It's all yeah. gone. And that's what we decided to, um, finally we were, because we, we, we knew we wanted the final beer to be something big, but you know, what does that, what does that mean after doing the Hamilton beer and the, yeah. the Phantom of the Opera beer and you know, the Come From Away beer and all these amazing shows. So how do we, how do you top yourself on that? And in a strange way, the pandemic presented us with an opportunity that, that we hadn't thought of. And it, 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 the, the sort of constructs didn't come from us. It came from other half. Mark, you can talk about that. Okay. Well, I mean, when we knew that, that we wanted this to be sort of a, a, a bigger way to go out, although I'm not completely convinced that we'll be going out after this. But, um, <laughs> um, and we knew that we had been trying so hard to find charities to give back to that, you know, that used Broadway as the, the conduit. And we looked around us and realized that 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 Broadway and all of live performance was actually where the the attention and the care needed to go now. Right. Yeah. So so we looked at the altogether uh, beer and we we saw the Black is Beautiful beer and we saw how they did it and um, and we realized that this was you know too big to to try to tackle with one brewery or even one city or one state. We we needed to reach. Uh, farther and, and, and wider than we ever had before. So we, and luckily for us, that template that they put in place is, is pretty simple. You know, it's, everything is open sourced. You can kind of find everything you need on one page. And if you're in, you're in. So we, and we made it as easy as possible for, for people to do that. This, this need is going to go on for a very, very long time. So we're saying anybody can brew it any time they want between here and the end of next year like the, the need isn't going to go away so if your brew schedule is is kind of tight right now brew it in april of next year or in june of next year uh, somebody's going to need it still 
and we hope that that this is something that just continues to perpetuate over time. Wow. And the it the it is the curtain up beer. This is the curtain up initiative. So what we've done is created a website curtainup.beer which has all of the resources necessary for any brewer and any beer drinker that wants to come by and either create their version of the curtain up beer or find out where they can drink this version of the curtain up beer and every brewery that's going to make the curtain up beer will we are hoping will donate uh, a generous portion of the proceeds after they have kept what they need obviously we're trying to help brewers out here too so the mark we've been talking about this a lot keep what you need give what you can so breweries will keep what they need and they will give what they can to the actors fund which is an organization that supports not just actors but everyone involved with live performance and also and this is great for for your audience especially caroline it's it's the to support local arts organizations so if there is a theater in your community that's hurting and the doors are closed right now the brewer, your brewery can brew the curtain up beer and direct everything at at that organization and we think that that is you know, working on the side of the angels, as far as that. And I guarantee you, there is a theater in your in your area. That is there is, <laughs> coincidentally, yeah. yes. Uh, so our the my theater that uh, I have, Roll Call Theater, it opened March fifteenth of twenty twenty. <laughs> we we got into the building in February, and we were setting up, and then our opening weekend, and we were like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. That that's really incredible timing. I mean, that's, yeah. really, you, that's the Ides of March and the beginning of the pandemic. All I of know, them, all I know the way our oh, it, my business partner is so funny. I was just like, "Are you sure we want to do something on the Ides of March?" And he's like, "It's theatrical." I'm like, "You just screwed us." <laughs> it, it's it's like, also theatrical in a in a story about a murder. So uh, exactly. political intrigue and you know. <laughs> Another part about the Actors Fund, just to, real quick, is that it's not just for actors. I mean, yes. it's for everyone, anyone involved in live performance and even TV and film. So we're talking, and, and most people don't realize how many people are affected by what's going on in the yeah. in the It's like, it's ushers, it's, it's uh, talent managers, it's stagehands, it's musicians, it's wardrobe people. It, you know, it just keeps going and going and going. And it's the local restaurants that are affected by the shutdown. And the all local the breweries that are affected by the shutdown. Yes. Yeah. And so many theater artists are also, you know, their day jobs are frequently in the restaurant industry. So there's yeah. so much crossover. Like, it, it really is incredible how many people and how many industries are affected by this. So right. the more we saw how how the tentacles sort of stretched into every part of our lives. We were like, yeah, this really needs to happen. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and from so your website too, sorry to, um, it's, it's saying that, uh, yeah, just since March over $16 million in direct assistance has already been given out to people from this fund. So this is incredible. This is something that it's cause we have something here in Atlanta called the giving kitchen and it's for service industry workers and it is direct assistance. So employees, they can reach out to the giving kitchen. Like if they break their arm or something to where they can't work and they get a check directly from the organization. So to have something like this for actors is so incredible, especially during this time, because not only yeah. the, it, it's just like not being able to perform, not being able to do your job is, 
I, I just feel like the, the arts industry is one of those industries that's like, sometimes like regular people don't really think that it's a real job. So exactly. well, let me, let me lay, let me lay some numbers on you to, to sort of knock you out. Um, and I know that, you know, Broadway is the center of the theatrical industry, but in the ninth, it, when we were shocked to learn this, when we did the research, putting this all together in the 2018, 2019 season, Broadway alone made brought in, I'm, the, the letter is with a B, not an M, or with up to, what is it, Mark? Is it how many billions? 14, nearly $15 billion in revenue to the New York City economy and supported nearly 100,000 jobs. Oh, this information is on your website too. It is. This is incredible. Now, and, and compare and contrast that. That is more money. That is more revenue than every single sports team professional sports team in New York City combined. So the Yankees, the Mets, both hockey teams, the Knicks, all of that revenue together doesn't even come close to what Broadway brings to the city. And it is gone right now. There's yeah. nothing. Well, and then that too, in addition to, so the, the financial and economic toll, but also the emotional toll on people for not being able to, for, you know, regular people to go out and watch live theater, but also like us as performers, not being able to perform. That's our, that's our lifeblood. You know, I see a lot of people that are doing like Instagram lives all the time. I mean, Ben Crawford, love the man, but he, his Instagram lives are cracking me up. I'll have to text him sometimes and be like, all right, man. (laughs) He's so funny. Oh my gosh. He's a glorious nutball and we love him. him. He's my favorite phantom for sure. He's uh, yeah, he's hilarious. Have you, have you seen his phantom? It's so good. Oh Oh my God. Absolutely magical and it's yeah yeah, he's just such an amazing human too he's just so goofy and funny and down to earth so (laughs) um and i this cause is incredible i think this is one of those um one of to combine this with craft beer is such an amazing thing to go hand in hand um i i just think that any brewery would be very excited to jump on this. And the the brewery that got it started is Gunhill Brewing out of the Bronx, correct? That's correct. That's, That's awesome. Great. They, they actually were the brewer who we matched up with the, the very first beer in the Broadway Brews Project. So they brewed the Hamilton beer with us, Rise Up Rye, which actually um, is con- they're continuing to brew it a lot of it because it's being served at Madison Square Garden now and also oh, at City Field. It's City Field and it's still you know in the theater with Hamilton and yeah, it's definitely become one of their their flagships. I think you could say. And Dave at Gunhill was uh, so generous; he stepped forward. We actually hadn't considered going back to them quite that way because we thought that's a lot to ask of a brewery. Um, and, and he heard about it. We actually went to him for some advice because they had done a, a black is beautiful beer and we wanted to see how it went for him. Yeah. And he stepped forward and said that he thought they should be the ones to do it. And as soon as he said it, we were like, you are right. Actually. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. should be what, what happened. It was just poetic, you know, it was coming back around full circle and for them to create this recipe and, you know, it's a hazy IPA, but it has Pilsner malts in it. So Ooh. it's going to have that sort of. You know, it'll have that sort of, uh, it won't be quite as, it'll, you know, that'll be a little bit more forward on the palate, but it'll have that juiciness and that wonderful, and just 
based on that to see what other brewers are going to bring to it, it's going to be really, really cool. I, can't I think the base recipe is, is so good on its yeah. own, but yeah. there's definitely room for brewers to put their personal spins on it. And I'm even more excited to see what happens with that because we've already got some really killer breweries on board and, and I just can't wait to taste as many of them as I can possibly get my hands on. It's so yeah. incredible how it's growing. I'm doing everything I can. Like after this, I'm reaching out to a lot of people here in Atlanta because I'd love to be on the forefront of it here in Atlanta and get it going. Absolutely. And, yeah, do it, do it, do it. And because y'all have 22 breweries signed on officially now that have already are brewing or have already brewed. Yeah, uh, about to brew. Actually, the the first one I think is in the tanks as we speak. That's great. Yeah. Barbarian Brewing in Boise, Idaho. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, really cool. And and Gun Hill is either about to brew theirs or where has already brewed theirs very very soon. Yeah. So um, for anybody that doesn't really know um, about these sort of collab beers, so you've got the base recipe. What sort of liberties can they take with that recipe? I mean, Mark, you, as far as the altogether beer, I think Mark had, how many of the altogether beers have you had? You've had, you know, 12 of them. I, I 12 had a of ton of them too. <laughs> yeah. Every, um, I just tried, you know, the Gun Hill, the Gun Hill Black is Beautiful beer has Dolce de Leche in it. And it, oh, yeah. I mean, so like people do things like that, you know, it's like, oh, I have a, I have, I have this recipe, but that's really, the recipe isn't really in the character of my brewery. So I'll just sort of, you know, bow in the direction of this recipe and then brew the thing that I really want to brew for it. I, I think we're fine with that. You know, it's I, like, had black is I, do. I had a black is beautiful beer a couple of weeks ago. That was a Schwartz beer and was, uh, uh, about 6%. Yeah. Wow. Shocking. I, that's the only one I had seen below 9%. I was like, I don't even know how they did that, but I kudos to them. That's amazing. Yeah. So we're yeah. having people take, do the same kind of thing with this. You know, I hope they, somebody turns it into a triple. I don't know if it's yeah. Even I mean the the rest the base recipe is it's lower in the ABV range for a hazy IPA. So like around between six six and a half percent. Um, I'd love to see somebody take it down and and make it a session Ooh. IPA. Somebody go the other direction and make a make a triple out of it. You know whatever they want to do. It was important to us to make it first of all for the beer to be accessible and to have as broad an audience as we could imagine, so that everybody felt like they could be included. It wasn't. So it didn't put off certain beer drinkers. Yeah. Um, and we also wanted to make sure it was as simple for people to get involved as it could be. And, and I, I think, you know, I think we're refining it every day, but I, I think we've done that. All the information you need is on one page, including like label art, which is provided for free. You can get a discount on label printing. And that's wow. that information on the website. Like, we've done yeah. everything to brew the beer for you. <laughs> Um, resources, I mean, graphics for social media, um, videos that we put together for it, explain the project if you want those. It's all available through the website. And 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 Mark and I are getting nothing from this. I mean, we are we are doing this because it's our industry right. and we are we want we want our industry to survive and all of the associated industries that that connect with this industry and and the Actors Fund is great. I mean, I personally have had situations in my life where I've needed their help yeah. and they've responded. There was one time where I had, I, you know, unexpectedly was put in a corner and just needed some money from the Actors Fund to pay a bill that was coming due that was going to crash down on my head. They had a payment for me in 48 hours. That I mean, is just something that makes all the difference. That I mean, that is incredible for, for people in our industry. It's just... 
sometimes like, you know, like a lot of checks are late or especially right now. Life, I, that is so incredible. Yeah. yeah. And right now, especially, I mean, we have friends that are facing eviction and loss of health insurance and, um, you know, missing out on their mortgages and, and, and not even able to not buying the same kind of food that they normally buy. I mean, it's like people are really starting to hurt. I mean, you know that the, the stage actors uh, health plan just, you know, announced some rather draconian measures. So people are about to lose health insurance. I mean, everybody needs this help. So the more people we can get through this, the more money we can get to the Actors Fund, the more people we're going to help. Each month that goes by, it becomes more critical. It gets you worse. Know, nobody, thought, nobody thought it was going to go on this long. And, 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 and every year, and we're not even close to the end. But And look where we are, 109,000 cases today, the, the record, right? Fauci said four months ago that, you know, well, when will this be really, really bad? Well, when we're when we're doing more than a hundred thousand cases a day. Well, look, here congratulate. We here we are, and it's I, we need to we need to dig deep and help everybody we possibly can because it's it's crazy out there right now. Really and I want to we haven't said the words yet, and I want to just point out that the Actors Fund is a national uh, organization. Yes, they have yes. they have a office they have an office in New York, but they also have offices in Chicago and L.A. That's incredible. But they, they give to organizations in every town, city, all over the country, anything around the country. Like yeah. if you are involved in the arts, you reach out to them and they will answer the call. And <laughs> so, so that's just important because I want everybody to know it doesn't, you don't have to live in a big city no. to have access to this. You really don't. And that was part of our, our mission with this too, is to raise awareness of the Actors Fund. Um, it's, you know, their name is the Actors Fund. And one of the things they have to fight against is that everybody thinks it's only for actors. Yeah, it's money for actors. It isn't. It's money for everybody who's involved yeah. with live performance in any way, shape, or form. And we think that, especially for, you know, every cool town out there that has a brewery, if they have, if there's a brewery in a cool town, there's a live there's music a scene. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, absolutely. There's a theater and there's live music somewhere. And both the theater and the live music venue are bleeding out right now. Or even a, a drama school that, that teaches people yeah, kids. a dance studio. Or, you know, like the, like uh, Barbarian in Boise that we mentioned earlier, they're, they're gonna help out the uh, Idaho Shakespeare Festival. Yep, wow. which is right there, right there in, on the outskirts of Boise and it's an amazing thing. And they had to cancel their entire season this year, gone. You know, oh my gosh. they held as long as they could and then eventually they canceled their whole season. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh, it's just horrible. It's just, I, I mean, the impact, I feel like people are just kind of like going through the motions now because I, I myself had to remind myself that um, it's been going on for months and months and months. I keep thinking that it's only been, oh, it's only been a couple of months. No, no, no. It's been six, eight months. It's eight months. We're into month eight now. Yeah. <sighs> Time's lost all meaning now because there's no <laughs> things a week. There's not really even a time of day. It's just like when you do something, you do it. Right. Um, there is no schedule anymore. I mean, Jimmy has a bit of a schedule now, I guess. Um, he's, he's I finally got some work. I'm teaching, right? But here's a, here's a crazy thing. The, they're they're trying to take this these students and like it's it's basically like the NBA bubble. I mean, this 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 school is trying to put their entire construct into a bubble and see if it works. You know, and we just don't know. You know, I already got we got an email today. We are our first positive case. So that positive case, everyone involved with that positive case has now been shut down and put online and all that kind of stuff. And that's just the beginning. We've we've had we started Monday. 
So today was Thursday, first positive case. So what do we do? What What's four weeks from now going to look like? You know, yeah. we have no idea. No idea. Gosh, and it's, it's just, you know, it seems so simple. Just wear a fucking mask. Like, just put right. a mask on. Put a mask on when you go outside. Like, yeah. stop, it's... I mean, a lot of other countries are going back into lockdown and everything. And of course, until we get an actual vaccine, but I mean, we just have to like, at what cost, like how much longer do we want to have to go without these things that we, that we need? We need the theater. We need live performance. That's not something that is fair for us to go without. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's the lifeblood of so many communities in ways that people don't really even understand. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't get it. I mean, it this, you know, things just sort of disappear and they're like, well, what, where did that, what, what happened to that really cool place? I used to go and see those really great shows or whatever. Well, you know, it dried up and blew away. Thanks to this, thanks to this pandemic. So yeah. we're trying to make sure that doesn't happen. We're trying yeah. to keep it from happening. Cause I saw I, yeah. someone read the other day and said, you know, what do you do when you're really down? What, what's, what's the book you pick up, pick up that you, that you read to, to like ease your tension? What's the TV show you go to? What's the music you turn on? Now, yeah. think about what all those things have in common and those are all artists mm-hmm. and they're the ones keeping us sane even when they're not able to work so it just points out how important it all is to everybody you know it's i find it very very funny that that people will on one hand i'm just putting people in quotes they'll on one hand say well the arts aren't, <laughs> right the arts aren't really that essential they're not that essential so I'm just going to turn on Disney Plus and watch Hamilton for a while because that's cool. Season two of Mandalorian's out. I'm going to pop that yeah, on. Yeah, I'm going to go watch The Mandalorian. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, you know, binge watch Queen's Gambit. But the arts aren't <laughs> essential at all. But the arts are what is saving everybody from going out of their fucking minds right now. Exactly. Exactly. Because we can't sit here and live on 90 Day Fiance and Real Housewives. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might be able to for a little bit, but then it's like, no, I need something scripted. Like, well, obviously scripted. Some reality scripted. I would would be opening veins within hours easily. (laughs) That that kind of content just doesn't do it for me. It can't do it, yeah. I have to warn you that The Mandalorian is releasing an episode a week this season. So I saw that because I was like, why can't we watch all of it? And it's yeah, back we only to saw the, the old first... ways. Because the, none of them have any programming. They haven't been able to make anything. So they have to, <laughs> they have to drop out. That's Scramble all they together and edit stuff yeah. together. And oof. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Create things out of thin air. Yeah. Oh, have two man. actors, have two actors a hundred feet away from each other and then re-put them into a frame next to each other somehow. Yeah, it's crazy. I had an audition last week for a TV show where I had to record the scene three ways. One, as if I was in the room with the other actor. One, as if we were uh, on screens together and one wearing a mask. Because they don't know what they're doing. They're still figuring it out too, but they're just trying to get stuff done. So if they need to put you on on camera in a mask, they're going to do it. So I'm, I'm teaching a music. I'm teaching a series of musical theater performance classes right now, and the kids the kids are wearing. We are actually in rooms together, but the kids are wearing these singers' masks, which are rigid, and actually pull the fabric away from your face. So it it when everybody's wearing their masks, it looks a little bit like we're in a, kind of a regional version of. Um, sleep no more you know what i mean i don't know if you know that show 
Sleep No More is this is this sort of promenade show that's in New York where the audience all wears masks and sort of wanders around and watch the sh watches the show. So these kids are all wearing these crazy misshapen faces and we're trying to do something. You know what I mean? It's it's bizarre. It's totally bizarre. Gosh. And the world we're in in just short eight short months. Just, how is it where you are? How are things there? Yeah, how are things in Atlanta? Okay, so inside the perimeter of Atlanta, people are wearing their masks. You know, when you go to restaurants, the tables are spaced out. Um, but then you get slightly outside of Atlanta, like towards the Jesus billboards. And it is, people are like, well, you know, I'm not wearing a mask cause I can't breathe and blah, blah, blah. Like it is just litty titty outside the perimeter. <laughs> like they're not wearing any masks. They don't give a shit. So it's, it's a little scary. I went to actually, this was in the perimeter. I went to an event last week, this new like cocktail bar was opening up and I got invited to it from the PR director. And I brought my boyfriend, we walked in, no one was wearing masks. I was like, this is like, why, why? And we weren't there for more than an hour. Cause I was just like, I, I've got to take my Instagram pictures and get out. Cause I don't, I don't want to be here. Like I don't, I had two friends this week that were diagnosed with COVID and they wow. have been so safe. And so like, you know, one of them, she's a tapper manager at a local brewery and she wears her mask. She social distances. She's, and now she's completely like homebound. So yeah. And it is, I mean, it definitely, there are a lot of people out there who are asymptomatic, but Mark and I both know people. I mean, my, my, my wife was sick. Right. So we were sharing it, a New York apartment. She had COVID. Um, I'm pretty sure I had it, but I do not. I did not make antibodies and neither did our son right. for whatever reason. But I mean, none of us here got really sick. But man, we know people because before the shutdown, it was spreading through Broadway like nobody's business. I mean, everybody, every, you know, every show you do, if one person gets cold, then the whole company gets the cold. Exactly. Within so. Yeah, we were in, we were in Columbus, like I said, when we shut down. But just before that, my wife, who was actually in the show with me, um, we're pretty sure she had it. She ended up with pneumonia. She was for for weeks. Um, but it was at a time when nobody was testing for it, unless you had been to China. We um, couldn't get a test. You couldn't yeah, get it. You couldn't get tested. She went to the hospital, and they didn't. They disqualified her from the test because they said you haven't been out of the country or been in touch with someone from China. Right. Right. Uh, but now so, in hindsight, it's almost definite that she had it. And it's quite likely that I had had a, a milder case of it just before that. And there were probably seven or eight other people, at least in our company, that had gone through something similar. I think hers was the worst case. But uh, we've lost friends. We have lost people. Yeah. We know people who have gotten so sick that they may never be the same again. Right. They're, you know, the long haulers. They're just not the same people. They can't walk, you know, Ray Lee can't walk up a set of stairs without being out of breath, after, you know, from what, how sick he was. So it's, this thing is no joke. I just can't understand why people are being so cavalier about it. If you right. get it, you could die. I mean, how, how hard is that to process? Yeah. And, and, and the fact that, you know, maybe not even yourself, but you could pass it to someone that can. That's and the worst part, right? Yeah. So okay. where I, I grew up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, middle of nowhere, uh, way, way up north. And so we went up there to visit this summer. 
And we went for three weeks because we needed two weeks to quarantine in a, uh, an RV so that we could finally go and see my parents right. safely because they're in their 80s. And there was no COVID up there at that point. Very little. You know, a case here, a case there. Well, right now, thanks to Wisconsin being such idiots, it is rampant up there. And the nursing home near where I grew up, where my great-grandparents actually were until they, until they passed, um, it got into that nursing home. And it's a big facility. And they were losing five to ten people a week. I mean... It's just like you, and so yeah, you might be walking around and not feel anything, but you could hug your grandmother and basically sentence her to death. I mean, I, I, people don't seem to understand that that's a thing that can happen. Yeah. Right? It's just, you know, I think like this kind of time is a time for all of us to just really be very hyper aware about how our actions affect other people, how our decisions affect other people. And I think it's a, a reminder for all of us just to be like, hey, I'm not the only human being on this planet. There's a lot more people and, you know, we really need to all like come together and like just get over it. Like we need to, in order to get over it, we have to like go through it together. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to respect each other. That's one thing I know, Mark, and we talk about this a lot, but just the New York thing is there's been a lot of messaging about New York. If you're wearing a mask, it's you showing respect for it's not it's not you getting protected from other people. It's, uh, it's saying I respect you. I'm taking care of you. Look, I'm wearing my mask. I'm taking care of you. I love that. That's a really good. I'm going to start saying that to people here in Atlanta. Um, I think that's really nice. That's a really good way of putting that. It's interesting in New York. I was just in Montauk for a couple of days, um, which is the very end of Long Island. And it's a really sort of interesting mixture of people out there, um, to say the least. Uh, it's sort of like hippies <laughs> and surfers and truckers and really wealthy people and people without a penny. And they all come together in the, at the end of Long Island and go to the beach and surf. Um, and, uh, and even the people who clearly... I don't know how to delicately say this. Don't share my my set of views on things in the world. Uh, <laughs> even they, when they stood up from a table uh, in a restaurant, or even when they were on the streets, they all had masks on. Yeah, I think I had one person while I was there that didn't, and it really stood out. But New York State and New York City in particular went through it. You know, like yeah. I think no one ever has to go through what what this city went through. It was a hellscape. <laughs> March and April were hell. They were awful. Oh, I can't. I it, it was just everyone was so scared. I uh cuz I my I had a roommate at the time and he ended up going home to Florida just to quarantine with his family and be close to them. I had my entire house to myself for two full months <laughs> and it was just insane. At first I loved it, but then I was like, "All right, I'm starting to talk to my Swiffer." Like, I've got to <laughs> My Swiffer got real sassy towards the end of that two months, too. So, it was uh <laughs> save it starts answering, that's when you get worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when it starts answering back, when it's when it's you and Wilson, the Swiffer, you're in trouble. <laughs> exactly. So, it's just, you know, you kind of realize like how important it is and even like after that it was like I would go to a friend's house. Like first time I like really went to someone else's house. We were outside and her and her roommate measured a table exactly seven feet away just to give a little extra space. And then I brought my own drinks and I just sat there and we just like talked to each other. And then, I, you know, I went home after and I was like, 
human interaction. Like it was just, it's just crazy. So I think like people are, and then even now, like at my film festivals, I'll have filmmakers come up and like extend their hand. Like, Oh, it's so great to meet you. I'm like, we're not handshaking. (laughs) I'm so sorry. We can elbow tap. Um, put the elbow up. We can just, if you want to hug me, hug yourself. Like, I don't know what to say. Wakanda forever. That's what I've started with. Wakanda forever. Yes, exactly. Wakanda forever. It's why, it's why, I mean, all of that and everything, how it's all been. I mean, Mark, you know, being stranded out on the road in Columbus for months after they, you know, they basically got frozen in time. Wow. Yeah, my wife and I. Yeah, we were there for six and a half weeks. A time we were probably one of maybe five people in the hotel where we were staying. So it was, it was very Stephen King for a while. <laughs> wouldn't see people for days. Yeah. Uh, we stayed for six and a half weeks because my wife couldn't travel. So, I mean, you know, you have that, you have us, you know, my wife and I who had gigs at that point booked into well into next year that within as two weeks went by, we watched them all disappear one after another. We'd get calls or emails from theaters saying we're canceling, we're canceling, we're canceling. Um, and, coming back around to the curtain up here. That's why we did this. That's why, you know, Mark said we have to, maybe we should do a collab. We should do an open source beer so that we can get as many breweries on board as possible and, and really make this something. Cause you know, the, the altogether beer and the black is beautiful beer have made a lot of money for those causes. And yeah. we would really like to see something along that, along those lines happen for this, for the actors fund and for all the associated arts organizations, because a lot of them are going to burn down in the next couple months. It's true. Yeah. It's it, they're yeah. hanging on by a thread. And I just had uh, Marcus Baskerville on my podcast last week, and I for uh, Black is Beautiful, and he was oh thank you for listening. Oh thank you. Yeah. And he's Good so stuff. great. He's such a great yeah. guy, and you know he definitely didn't think it would um, reach the heights that it did, but now that it has, he's like this is something that's going to be ongoing. This problem isn't going away. So, and you know, just seeing like the way that it's progressing and the way that breweries, some breweries are just keeping it on as a beer that's always there. Um, yeah. Some breweries are barrel aging it and releasing it, you know, a couple of years from now. And it's really cool being able to see the way that it's going to continue on. And I think something like this is a fantastic way. I mean, beer is something that, we can all come together with just like, you know, going to the theater and live performance. So I think this is really excited and I appreciate y'all bringing me in on it and um, letting oh, me pleasure. help in any way that I can. I'm really excited. It's our pleasure. And just, just to reiterate what Mark said before earlier in the podcast, I know a lot of brewers when they, when they see something like this or when they get, when we reach out to them and say, Hey, are you interested? They get really tense and they're like, Oh, but my brew schedule is so tight. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's no worries, man. This is going to be going on for a while. So whenever you have availability, if you want to do this, do it when you can. Not Don't don't worry about rushing into it. And I also should say, we understand that, that this has been the hardest year ever for craft brewers. We, we totally understand that. Yeah. And yeah. there's certain giving fatigue that's set in, you know, when people are like, oh, I've already, you know, I did all together or I did Black is Beautiful or I did both and I... I don't know if I can do it anymore. I don't know if I can make the space. I don't know if I can afford to give anymore. That's why we say it's an open time frame. Come when it suits you. And also, you know, I don't know how to delicately put this, but um, but your margins on this can be different from your regular beers. That's yeah. I mean, Let's be upfront about that. People are going to pay a little extra for a charity beer that's going to help other people out. So if you are going to pay 
16 bucks for a four pack normally mm -hmm. and the brewery charges 18 for this you know they can still play with their margins make sure that they that get money. they normally would and there's still money left over to go someplace else right. and it's a good so, tax write-off for the brewery totally yeah, yeah. make yeah. that money and it's 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 something we're excited to see um, there's a couple brewers that we are hoping to hear from in the coming weeks that we're really excited about that we want to have them come on board and plenty of people are sort of I guess sniffing around or interested or asking questions and now that you're on board Carolyn and 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 you know the whole Atlanta area we're so excited about getting that part of the country going on this because you guys have it all down there you really do you've got great beer you've got great arts you've it's a really special part of the country it yeah. is it's really really exciting it's i already just kind of like talking about having you guys on the podcast uh, i already have brewers that are like oh well, how do I get involved with this? So I'm already like setting up calls and there, I know that there's so many people that are going to be so excited to be involved with this because being able to, th that's one thing about local businesses and craft beer breweries is they are so quick to give back to their community. Yes. And, and something like this, a curtain up beer is, a, this is a perfect way to invest in your local community that is, right around the corner with people that I mean being able to go and see a show being able to you know watch a play uh, is just a perfect way to invest in your community be able to and put that's why, that's why we knew going to the craft beer community for this was the right place to go because we've said it for years on our show brewers make great neighbors they just they do because they care about their communities yeah. they're, they're they're rooted in their communities and they give back and they don't always like sing their own praises you know I think they often give a lot more than people realize um, and so this is also a way for us to draw some attention to them yeah. which we've always tried to do anyway to say that you know they're, they're great citizens to have in your town or in your city you should be grateful that you have them there and they make a big difference yeah. by the way just for our own just to pat our own selves on the back we are approaching we've been doing this for a while since 2006 we are approaching our 400th video episode. Oh my gosh, congratulations, Four. that's huge. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh, I be, am so excited for y'all. It probably won't be in 2020. when <laughs> 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 this year is going. But to, I mean, you know, it's, th that is something that we have always tried to do with brewers because we learned very early on that there's such a, uh, they're always giving back because their local community is what keeps them alive. Yeah. It's what starts them up, it's what keeps them going. It's, it's really incredible, Justin. Well, um, the way that you, like, since y'all got started and the way that you've really given light to these craft beer breweries is so incredible. And, like, especially when I started Bitch Beer, like, y'all were one of the first people I reached out to to have on. And it was perfect timing because I'm just so inspired by everything y'all have done since you started. And, you know, I like to try and um, aspire to being able to give back in the way that you all have and highlight these breweries in similar ways because it's so important important to the community and so important it just is such a big deal to these breweries to be able to highlight them the way that you have and then get them involved in these other audiences because who would have thought you know mixing broadway and craft beer but then after you see the broadway six-pack it's like why didn't i think of this sooner like it's it's really <laughs> incredible and really impressive so congratulations y'all that's incredible thank you thank you we're super proud of it it's been a fun ride it has that's awesome absolutely amazing people along the way mm -hmm. and hopefully many of them are going to be friends for a very very long time yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's easy to do in this industry. It's um, just it's, like unlike anything else in, in the arts industry, but also in the brewing industry, too. It's really cool. Yeah. So fun to bring those two groups of people together and watch them sort of, you know, start making memories together because they're very much alike. You know, the, the people who are really into the arts and the people who are really into craft brewing, craft brewers are artists. They just their their art is beer. Yes, that's so true because I feel like uh, now that I'm learning more and more about brewers, brewers are so like, it's almost like when they like see their untapped reviews, like when a new beer comes out, it's the same as like waiting for your reviews to come in for your latest play. It's like the same anxiety <laughs> and the same like, do they like it? And <laughs> so it's uh, it's very, it's very interesting to see that um, the artistry. I can't wait to taste the curtain up beer, Mark. Can you, are you excited? I can't wait to taste yeah, the beer. Yeah. I have to figure out how to get some for us from, from Idaho. You know, what's funny is that we, we got an email today from the uh, the Actors Fund team just saying, hey, how's it going? You know, can we can we respond? Can we inform the whole team over here what's happening? And I gave them the update. And it's 22 breweries, but we're on a little bit of a break because things are a little busy right now in the news cycle. Uh, and, and actually, <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, I get an email back and the guy says, great, good. And I'm excited to hear that Gun Hills is going to be out in early December because I think the entire office wants to order them all for Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great Christmas gift. I love that. That's so cool. Especially That's for awesome. them. And we've got, I, we should mention some of the brewers that we have. because Yeah, some let's, let's, do the, let's go through the list. Here, I have the website up. This is, so we've got Gun Hill right here. And right, then, that's in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And then Big Alice Brewing in Queens. Mm -hmm. And they just won the uh, small craft brewery of the year at the GABF like a couple weeks ago. What? Yep. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. They, yep. they're, they're big. And they and they just announced that they're opening a third location in upstate New York. They already yeah. have two here in the city. So they are blowing up. We can't, we're, we can't say enough about them. We're so glad they're on board. That is mm -hmm. awesome. That is so exciting. Um, and then what's the next brewery? This Compass? Uh, that is uh, Destination Unknown Brewing, which is out on Long Island. Um, they're a couple years old now, but they've uh, their stuff is really fantastic. We awesome. they're through the connection with with Gun Hill. That's one of Dave's friends. That's awesome. That's really cool. And then we've got Five Burrows Brewing, um, Spider Bite, Endless Spider Bite on Long Island. Oh, yep. Spider Bite! That's awesome. They've been at, the, at all sorts of awards festivals too. They're fantastic. Yep. Endless Life, which is a Brooklyn brewery. Um, he is uh, kind of a wunderkind brewer who's always been looking to start up his own thing. So he came from one of the Shishi breweries out there in Bruin. Uh, out there. So, yep. And Who then uh, uh, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company. Yep. Oh, Icarus. Oh, my gosh. Icarus. That's awesome. Wow. Six Point Brewing. We have Wolf and Warrior. Uh, Slickfin Brewing flagship oh my gosh y'all have got some like serious amazing breweries on here this is awesome um let's see bound by fate departed souls saint mm -hmm. james brewery uh greenport harbor uh barbarian um is that elementary 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 yeah. oh my gosh i'm like reading it and i'm like now i get it oh, <laughs> i've had too many beers tonight already <laughs> Um, Black Rocks Brewery, Walking Tree, um, Bitter Esters, and Alpha. Wow, this is incredible. And these are just to start. So I am really, really excited to see like who else comes on board. This is going to be a really great experience for everybody. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. And so, so what are some, um, so we've got this going on. Um, what are some positive things that have kind of happened for y'all as a result of, of COVID and the quarantine and everything like that? My son's potty trained now. <gasps> Congrats. That's actually, that's incredible. <laughs> that was huge. That was the first two weeks, three weeks of, of quarantine. Yeah. That's, that was uh, potty training was big. So yeah, that was a good thing. <laughs> I will say, I will say um, that trip that I mentioned home over the summer, we don't ever have summers off, right? Cause there's always a lot of theater in the summertime. There's always the gig. No one ever has three weeks in a row to go anywhere during mm -hmm. the summer. And, and we did, it was kind of an amazing, it was sort of a, uh, it's a trip I won't forget. It was an amazing time. So, you know, we've had that, we've had those opportunities, but I said it on social media the other day. I think I would chew off my own arm to get back on stage in front of an audience. Yeah, I truly. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, I, I've used it judiciously to explore parts of the state that I haven't been to. So I spent some time in upstate New York where I hadn't really concentrated much of my time um, and connected with some new and old friends up there, which has been great. Um, I've been working a little bit on getting my apartment ready to sell because we're looking to uh, we're looking to make a move. Um, so that's been interesting to, to do during a pandemic. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of with Jim. I, I'd been doing more TV and film work over the last couple of years and it, wow. it sort of stopped that in its tracks. And it, it, you know, I felt that that loss pretty deeply. And then being on tour with my wife, which never happens. I mean, when do you ever get a chance to work with your significant other? That's um, incredible. And and uh, and we were only a few weeks into it. I mean, we opened in and uh, and then you know shut down in mid March. So, wow. um, so I, I'm looking forward to to getting back to that. And uh, I, I'm hoping that in the meantime, I find some more creative outlets. I've been doing a lot more with my photography than I had been for a while, and um, so trying to explore new avenues to fill that hole for a little bit because I know it won't fill it permanently. So. Yeah. And if you haven't seen his work, photograph, he's got a superb eye. He really does. That's and, amazing. Yeah, and I'm a teacher for the moment, right? So some teaching work came up, and we're just going to run with that and see where it goes. Uh, I run the education department for an off-Broadway theater, so I've been wow. reinvesting that. Um, but at the end of the day, we're actors. That's that's what brought us to this town. That's what we do. That's that's sort of the core of our of our lives, and and we're always seeking out ways to bring our beer lives and our our actor lives together. So that's where we are right now with this. Wow. When you think about it, the reason that people like us come to New York is for all the things that aren't really available right now. Right. <laughs> the theater, it's the music, it's the art, it's the restaurants, it's the nightlife, it's yes. all the things that are shut down and and sort of taken away from us right now. Um, so we're hoping that that curtain up is going to help give a little boost to people's morale and a little reminder that, you know, Broadway, there's nothing like Broadway and live theater. And in, in terms of the relationship it has to New York City, that's the heartbeat of New York City is, okay. you know, at Midtown area, that's what we're known for. And that it, it, it had, it stretches throughout all of New York. You know, it's like your waiter at the restaurant before you go to the show could be in the show you see next week. And the bartender that you you go to afterwards might have been, you know, a, a, an usher at the theater that took your ticket 
two nights before. Wow. It's all, all interwoven and we're all in this together. And that's what we're trying to, to remind people of with something like this and to maybe give them a little something to smile about and a little something to enjoy in the meantime while we all wait to get back on our feet. Yeah, a bunch of damn good beers. I'm hoping. I can't I wait. I, so I'm so excited. I, yeah, me too. Me too. It's like I, I'm. I'm excited to taste the one, the beer where it's like it's gone so far afield from the hazy IPA recipe that we put on the website that we don't even recognize it. I'm excited <laughs> for that. One. Slick Thin Brewing in upstate New York, which we mentioned earlier. I gotta say, I didn't know anything about them. I was on a, a trip to upstate just to get out of the city for a couple of days. They they I looked on on my map on my GPS, and they were close, didn't know anything about them, went in, and they blew me away. That is amazing. Like, their computers were, everything was unbelievable, from <coughs> from a, an Imperial Stout to a to a Session uh, IPA, and, like, everything I tried. And so I reached out to him. We had, I had a nice cha- chat with the brew when I was there, and I just reached out on the off chance. I was like, oh, you, might, you might remember me, you might not. We just had a nice talk. <laughs> and he got back to me so quickly and so excited because his mother was in the original cast of Sound of Music on Broadway. And he was like, I, I can't tell you how excited what? she's going to Then she became a producer and she's produced Swinging on a Star on Broadway <gasps> in the 90s. And like, it's part of their family. Oh yeah. my gosh. And Bound by Fate, another brewery in upstate New York, they got back to me right away. One of their staff members is an actor who is quarantining or, you know, sheltering himself up there uh, in upstate New York, but he's a professional actor. And they were like, we want to do this for him and for ourselves because they love live music. But they were like, yes, we have to do this. It's in our family. And one of the people who's one of the staff members at Gunhill Brewing is a Broadway pit musician yeah. who's obviously not working uh, right now. Yeah. Well, it just goes back to what y'all were, you know, what we were talking about, which is, you know, it's, it's everywhere. Everyone's, you know, yeah everyone has a background or knows someone with a background in the arts. So it's just something that this is a, this is an incredible cause, an incredible way to spread the cause with beer because everyone likes beer. It's 2020. If you don't like beer, grow up. (laughs) (laughs) And if if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you are somebody who's in the live performance industry and you are hurting the actorsfund.org, reach out. They will help you. You know, that's what this whole thing is about, giving people not only giving the actress on some money, but also letting people know that they exist and they're there to help. Yeah. And if you want to help, if you're out there and you just think this is a good project and you know of a local brewery that might be interested, go talk to them about it or them on social media. Um, Or, you know, if there's an arts organization in your town that you love and you feel strongly about, go and tell them about this, talk to them about it. And, you know, let's all do something for each other. Yeah. yeah, I love it. This is amazing. Thank you. Uh, thank you both so much for coming back on the podcast. I hope to have y'all again soon and talk about all the amazing things, maybe for your 500th episode or <laughs> I know, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, thank you so much for talking to me about this and uh, helping spread the word. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited. This is incredible. It's so great to see you. Thanks for having us back. Thanks for having us.
Thank you so much again for listening. I always have a great time talking with Mark and Jimmy. I could talk to them for hours about pretty much anything. So again, I'm so excited for this project. This is something that is very near and dear to my heart and the hearts of millions of other people around. The arts are so important right now, and it's a dying industry, unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 crisis. So um, to learn more about this, you can go to curtainup.beer, or you can go to the Happy Hour Guys website, which is thehappyhourguys.com, and this will have more information. If you're a brewery that wants to get involved, there's a button on there where you can click and get all the information on how to join, how to get everything that you need to be a part of this. And and if you're a beer drinker, you can click on the link as well, and it'll show you different breweries that are involved and go through all the breweries that are involved in this project. And everybody, just be kind to each other. Cases are on the rise uh, more than ever. So wear your mask, be nice to each other, and have a beer or two. Cheers.